Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and I am returning to you with my first podcast episode after the summer break. So everything that you've listened to from sort of the beginning of July all the way through to this episode. So I'm going to say the last eight proper episodes, the last 16 in total because I've been releasing mini snippets as well. This is my first episode back. And that is because I took the summer off and I don't mean completely off work. I mean, so what I mean, it's important for the episode. What I mean there is I took the summer off creating. I took the summer off anything that I could do in advance of the summer. And for the simple reason that both of my boys, my husband boy and my child boy, (laughs) they're both off. They both either work in a school or go to school. And this was my my son's last proper summer holidays because this year he turned 15. It's going to be his last um, year in school properly. And anyway, all of that is to say that I, I took the summer off creating and doing anything that could have been done in advance. And that's exactly what I did. I prepared for this summer way in advance, way in advance. And I could probably do a whole podcast episode on what that was like and what I'd do differently and what I'd recommend. Um, But I don't really think that that's why you guys are here for tips like that. But what I want to tell you about is how much I struggled. I really, I really, in slowing down. So sorry, let me finish what I was saying. The only thing that I did do was the work, the live work, the showing up to workshops that were already scheduled and client one-to-one calls and coaching calls and all of the kinds of things that mean that I need to be there live, right? So that's the work that I have been doing over the summer. And it's been great, but I have struggled. I have struggled because one of the things that I can only see that I was doing now with hindsight is avoiding some of the places that I needed to surrender. And I was using Um, soothing mechanisms, which I'm going to go into in this episode. Previous to this summer, I was definitely using soothing mechanisms to avoid my own shit. And I want to talk about that and I want to bring it to the conversation because I see it. I see it in my own clients. I see it in the conversations that I have with some of you guys. And I also see now how hard it is to see in ourselves. So I want you to hear that in me doing this work with people, it's still, I'm still doing this work with myself. And let's jump straight in there. The work, the inner work, it can feel like shit. And I just (laughs) front load in the episode with that because I'm going to get to a point in this episode where I do talk about true embodied empowerment. But I can't get to that point without first telling you that If you're doing the work, which to be honest, I don't think any of us aren't, at least not any of us who are listening to and consuming content like this. For those of you who are invested in your own personal development, I do believe that you all know that it can feel like shit for me, for you, for all of us, because we don't get there or overcome that in inverted commas and just stop just be done. We're cured. We're fixed. We're healed. We are supposed to continue to evolve. We're supposed to grow. We're supposed to change. We're supposed to rebirth. And that sounds very glamorous, but in reality, it really can feel like shit. It can feel dark and heavy. And when I think about my own evolution, the first thing that I'm met with is doubt 
and self-imposed but very real feeling limitations. And as I experience life and particularly business, particularly running my own business where there's no one else to blame, which I'm going to come on to in a minute, I recognize that inherently for me personally, I'm going to talk about me just to give you the examples of where all of this is coming from and then hand the baton over to you and get you to reflect how this works for you. For me, I know that I have a deep knowing of my own worth. I know that I have a deep knowing of what I want and what I feel like I deserve. And what it feels like for me is as I experience life and particularly business, it feels like I'm continually being challenged and exposed to situations and circumstances and challenging that undermine that innate confidence that I have. That is how it feels to me. Because deep down, the most ancient part of me that is grounded and connected and stable and present and knowing, that is the part of me that I find so easy to bring to my clients. And the part of me that I personally, Nikki Cross, have to intentionally cultivate for myself. And I say intentional because my natural go-to is to avoid discomfort. And it may be that's yours too. And I, I, as I say, I'm speaking from my own experience in the hope that it helps you to reflect it back to yourself, not to be self-indulgent. It is to, it is, I, I do avoid discomfort. But what I realize is, the part of me that wants to avoid the discomfort, that's my ego. My ego doesn't like the discomfort, which is the same part of me that also needs to be humbled. <laughs> and, and because of this, I personally can be very slow on the uptake to change because it's uncomfortable. And I appreciate comfort. I can be stubborn. I can resist letting go of control. I can, therefore, I can find myself stuck and all of this contributes to my deep understanding of the people that I serve. And all of this hopefully is giving you an understanding as to why when I say I basically took the summer off and I really struggled, hopefully this is helping you to see why I struggled. And I, listen, you don't have to message me and be like, this is a very first world problem. I already know. <laughs> I already know, but that doesn't negate for how difficult it was. Um, and I won't give myself any shame for meeting myself in my own challenges, neither should you, regardless of how they compare to the next person, you know? Um, so back to the point. Yeah, I struggled to take the time off. I struggled to slow down. I struggled to let go. And I want to talk about it. And I want to talk about it because I think that it will serve you. I think that what it forced me to do, what slowing down forced me to do, was it forced me to be aware of what was driving me in certain areas of my business. And I say that because when we're not conscious of our fears, what can often happen is we we loop around in circles. We don't allow ourselves to recognize that, yes, we have blind spots. And often it's those things that we're not entirely aware of that are actually the driving force of our decisions and our behavior. Often when we're not conscious of how afraid we really are, it's often that exact fear that is behind the scenes, dictating our choices, pulling the strings, and therefore we can find ourselves running into the same issues each time they're dressed up in different clothes and we don't know why. And so we find ourselves blaming. I found myself blaming, blaming circumstances, blaming people, blaming our environment, blaming resources or lack of them, resources, time, money, what's available to us to use at our fingertips and therefore feeling restricted. We blame ourselves. And um, 
further to that, if we're not very aware and conscious of how afraid we are, the fear will not only play out through blame and dictating our choices and pulling the strings, but it also will play out in looking like what I can only describe as clinging, clinging to what feels comfortable, even if, and I know that a lot of you listening will be able to relate to this, even if you don't really want the thing you're clinging to. I'm going to say that again because I feel like a lot of you need to hear it. I needed to hear it. I needed to realize it. Sometimes when we're unaware of our own fears, it can hear, it can look like clinging, clinging to what is comfortable, even if we don't really want the thing that we're clinging to. Because in clinging to the comfort, it can feel like the safety and security. And so we cling. And if the same theme keeps arising, the same challenges with the same themes keep arising, it's usually a sign that there is something needing to be dealt with, but it needs to be dealt with patiently and lovingly and respectfully. And that I feel is my biggest takeaway from this summer is dealing with the parts of myself that did not feel safe or secure to slow down and trust that I'm getting what I need in slowing down. In fact, I actually saw something, you know, isn't it funny how like you see something on social media just at the point when you needed to see it? There was two posts. I'm going to read them out to you. So the first one says, someone told me, Whenever your life is feeling stagnant or as if nothing is happening, that means you're being given the time and space to heal and release the baggage that you cannot carry to where you're meant to go soon. And I haven't looked at shit same. I haven't looked at shit the same since. Um, and then the next thing that I saw um, again on Instagram was stillness. Sorry, I've just swiped off it. <laughs> stillness is not stagnancy. Remember, even when things feel slow, it does not mean that things aren't happening. And my God, have I felt that this summer. <laughs> I really have. I really have battled with that. My ego has really roared very loudly at how unsafe and unsecure and insecure I felt in the slowing down. And Therefore, I feel really called to bring to this episode, like how we handle it, all of this considered. I feel like what I want to present to you are some considerations because I feel like it's so important to be aware of how you cope with yourself when you don't feel safe or secure. So a few questions like you might want to pause the episode here. You might want to grab a pen and paper in this episode, if you're registered to my Substack, you'll also find these questions in the post. So there's not only, for those of you who don't know, I have a Substack. Um, if you just search Nikki Cross Substack, you should find it. It's notes from Nick. And you'll also find these questions in, it's almost like a blog post that is attached to this podcast episode. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, um, just know that accompanying this on Substack is the whole, not a trans transcript, but um, notes that might help you as well. But I really, anyway, going back to the episode, I really want you to consider how you cope when you don't feel secure. Do you, so some questions, do you calm your nervous system or do you distract yourself? Do you calm your nervous system? Do you even know what calming your nervous system feels like, looks like? I've got to say, when 
I started to slow down this summer. I was bored. I, I didn't, I actually didn't realize that part of what I was about to experience was boredom and that that was okay. And I, I suppose I haven't also, I haven't really realized that in not allowing myself to experience and experience that, I have been distracting myself with stuff, you know? And I can't even say that the things that I've been distracting myself with have been positive or productive or meaningful things. So that's the first question. Do you calm your nervous system or do you distract yourself? No shame. Can you hear how I'm talking about it myself? By the way, being someone who facilitates this work for other people, I have no shame or guilt or feelings of being less than because I'm experiencing this. This is the type of intention and energy that I want you to be bringing to this self-reflection practice is being able to look at yourself without criticizing yourself, without feeling like you shouldn't be experiencing what you're experiencing. That's not where I want you to be coming from if you are engaging with these questions. The next question, do you slow down your thoughts or do you feed into the speed of your racing mind with caffeine, with mindless activity? That's the second question. Do you, third question, do you get intentional about what you will and won't practically do? Or do you distract yourself with frantic activity and getting involved in other people's shit and martyrdom tendencies? I notice that sometimes from time to time, not with all clients, but I notice that sometimes when we're avoiding our own shit, it can often look like getting involved in other people's shit and feeling like a martyr because of that, you know? And what I want to say here is the fear and the anxiety that I have felt, I recognize now it's been asking something of me and you too. The fear, the anxiety, it's asking something of you. It's asking you to meet yourself where you're at. But often what we do is we mistake soothing ourselves for meeting ourselves. And soothing, by the way, soothing has its place, particularly if you're someone who's experienced trauma or anything that requires therapy. Soothing absolutely has its place. I am not shaming soothing in any way, shape or form. But what I am saying is we can't stay in that gear for the whole journey. You can't stay in the second gear for your whole journey down the motorway. Soothing has its place, but we can't stay there. And soothing can take fucking many forms like overindulging, eating, shopping, spending, fixating, fixing, throwing yourself into work. Soothing can look like that, throwing yourself into work, powering through, throwing yourself into the gym. Soothing can look like hyper-focusing on something disproportionately. And a lot of the time, these things can appear positive, but if we're doing them mainly to avoid meeting ourselves, that's where we need to pay attention. If we're doing these things to soothe ourselves and to distract ourselves from ourselves, that's when we need to pay attention. So, this darkness that I talk about, the darkness that so many of my clients and I have a good old laugh about because we know it's there. We don't shy away from the darkness. I know that I haven't spoken so much about the darkness here on the Inner Work Conversation. And what it's trying to do for me personally, I know I'm going to speak from my own experience here, but also I'm also thinking about my own clients too. For me personally, when I have over-identified with something in life or in business, I often find that I am, I am met 
with resistance or in certain situations, not all of the time, but in certain situations, I can even find that something happens where part of me is being burnt down. And I know that that sounds very dramatic, but that's what I experienced. I experienced that the part of me that was clinging or the part of me that was avoiding or the part of me that was soothing, but not really dealing with that part of myself, something will happen in life or in business that forces me, like the burning down is what forces me to meet the parts of myself that I've been avoiding. And I'm not used to it now that it sort of feels a little bit like my guardian angel saying, okay, Nick, you're not fucking listening. Let's make you listen, you know? (laughs) So what I believe to be true is the resistance and the darkness and the challenges, adversity, uncertainty, they are there for us to meet ourselves. And what we want to do is grasp for control. But what I've learned is the void will not be filled by what you're grasping to in order to control. And this forces us to question what is really going on. Because what I'm what I've realized is through some very messy <laughs> um journaling sessions and just moments with myself is it's not a punishment. You're not a victim. You haven't done anything wrong. This is just here to take you deeper and encouraging you to develop more intimacy with yourself. We are in these moments of darkness and challenge and adversity and uncertainty and resistance. We are being stripped of all of our usual methods that we use to feel in control so that we can learn to surrender. And that begs the question, what is surrender? I personally feel like I am still learning what surrender is. I personally feel like I am still learning what grace is at the same time as deeply knowing what surrender is and deeply knowing what grace is. And for me, surrender is when there's no more questioning, no more doing, no more quick fixing, no more distractions, no more powering through, no more figuring it out, no more strategizing, no more logicking through, no more outsourcing our power to a book or a guru or a tarot reader. That, that is surrender because none of those things work long-term. They work temporarily. They work on situations. They don't necessarily work on your inner world, not forever. The being here now without controlling. The being here now without fixing, that is surrender. And grace is what we layer on top of surrender that is the thing that makes us not wrong for doing it. You know, when you let it be rather than control how you think it should be. And I want to be clear, surrender doesn't mean doing nothing. It simply means not resisting what is. In that moment, you're not living into the story of who you've been saying that you are. In that moment, you let go of control that makes you wake up to the realization that the control that you were having wasn't even actually working in the first place. Not really. And what I find, particularly with my clients, is when they're spinning out, they're subconsciously thinking that the spinning will be the thing that gets them out of it, that gets rid of it. And when they're soothing, they're subconsciously thinking that it'll distract them for long enough for it to go away. But these things will not liberate you. They will not empower you. They will not free you. The acceptance will. And that's a practice. The acceptance, the surrender, the grace, they are practices. 
And I say that because I want to encourage for every single one of us, me included, to remember that this isn't something else for you to master. This isn't something else, a skill to be good at. Surrender, grace, acceptance. These aren't things for you to be like, oh, fucking hell, great. Another thing that I'm not good at. These are practices that are there to help you. And that leads me on to where I want to wrap this episode up, which is when I say they're practices that will help you, they are practices that are meant to empower you. And true embodied empowerment doesn't look like fighting to control through superficial means to regain your power, to regain your real power. It looks like that grace, that surrender, that acceptance. And often we are so afraid to be in our own power that instead we choose to be a victim of our powerlessness and we project and we give the power to the if. If I am fill in the blank, then I'll be okay. If I have fill in the blank, then I'll be okay. If I achieve fill in the blank, then I'll be okay. That's what I've learned this summer. I've learned that in the slowing down, the blank was taken away from me. (laughs) The ability to project onto my busyness was taken away from me. And in having that crutch taken away from me, I have realized that there is true power and liberation and empowerment in the slowing down, in the surrender, in the acceptance. And that is what I believe empowerment really is. It's about owning your shit as much as owning your brilliant. It's incorporating the wisdom that you have rightfully earned from the surrender, from the stillness, from the being with yourself. And it's incorporating that wisdom back into your daily life. It's connecting to the inner reasons why the outer stuff feels so fucking hard and owning it, owning all of it, taking responsibility for it. And on an ongoing basis, I wish this as much for you as I do for me. I hope that both of us, you listening to this episode and me, can continue not to dishonor ourselves, but to instead honor the journey for everything that it is. And from that place, with that intention, I am cheering us both on. And I acknowledge and I recognize that this isn't your typical back to school, last few months of the year energy of an episode. I do feel like it's an important one in us all meeting ourselves where we're at and us all actually taking a bit of a step back before we jump in and before we get going again, just to look at the parts of ourselves that we're not wanting to be close to. And really for me, it's been about asking myself, do I have any fears of what might happen if I slow down? And can I trust the process even when I choose to slow down. And I'm recognizing and I'm realizing that the activity that I've been pouring myself into hasn't necessarily been productive out there in business, but also in here, in my inner world. And that's the encouragement for you in this episode is meet yourself where you're at. Allow yourself the space and the and the, if you can, the support in order for you to feel what you need to feel without trying to escape that place, you know? So all of that said, I hope that this episode has served you. I am excited for next week's episode. So please continue to tune in. Thank you so much for being here with me on the Inner Work Conversation. Um, And before I do leave, what you will notice if you join my Substack is 
there is now like a real mix of podcast episodes, blogs, which come to you if you're subscribed in the form of emails in your inbox. I love Substack. I'm, I'm really loving it as a point of housing lots of different content and delivering it to your inbox in a really slick way. So if you're not already subscribed, I'll leave the link below. All of that said, please never forget, I am always cheering you on. And I hope that you are cheering you on and not avoiding yourself too.